Welcome to Words from the Wise, episode three with Charlie China. We talk about everything. Charlie is a sales professional, developing your power presentation, how to sell yourself, um, setting up every day with intention. This was so important. I love that part of the conversation. Having a strong morning routine or a routine just for yourself, your own personal time, uh, what to do when you drift from the course, how to get it back on track. There was so much more that we talked about. I absolutely love this conversation and I hope you enjoy. Thanks. Charlie, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm super excited to have you. How are you today? I'm great, man. How about you? Good, good. Doing, doing tremendous. So, um, you know, the way we like to start all these, all these podcasts are to give a little context of um, who you are, what you do, just to help people kind of understand uh, where you're at in your life. So if you mm-hmm. could just kind of give a little background of, you know, what you've been up to the last, you know, three, five years. Okay. So question number one is who are you and what you do? And that's something that I actually preach and teach. So, uh, my name's Charlie China and I empower sales professionals, entrepreneurs, and business owners to shorten their sales cycle and increase revenue through my three-step process. How'd you get into that? I've been in sales uh, my entire life. So I've worked in high-level sales environments, building sales teams, or I've started my own you know, businesses and got them doing you know, seven plus um, figures by really doing nothing more than, you know, knocking doors and utilizing my cell phone. Um, And really what I guess prompted me in that direction was at an early age, uh, I I was a paper boy, grew up in Buffalo, New York, and uh, started delivering papers and realized that the more doors I knocked and the more papers I delivered, the more money I made off of each subscription every week. And then when I go collect back then, you had to go knock on a door and collect and, you know, get the money, get the dollar 10 and take it to the lady down the street who would send it to the, you know, the newspaper itself. And, uh, people would tip me. So every week I'd go knock on the door and say, Hey, it's a dollar 50 or a dollar 75. You know, they'd give me an extra buck, an extra buck, 55 bucks. And I was like, wow, more doors. I, more doors. I knock more papers. I get, uh, to deliver more money I make. So I learned at an early age that, you know, the more you introduce, the more you produce. So my objective as I pursued my sales career, and I didn't realize it at the time was, uh, really, you know, sticking out your hand, having your power presentation down and letting, you know, you said it at the beginning, you said, you know, tell people who you are, what you do, and, you know, how you got there and what problems you help them solve. And, 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 that, and that's key. So my whole thing is I like helping people what I, what I call present and position themselves where they're learning the art of presentation so they really don't have to sell. I love that. That's so, it's a really fascinating way to approach it because you know you know, I, i've been in sales at, at one point in my life i'm in marketing now which is just sales with only words um but you know so many people 
all of life is sales in, in, in various expressions, in various versions. It's, it's sales, whether it's you're selling yourself to get a date or you're selling yourself in a job interview. And I love that you have like this philosophy around it um, that I'm assuming probably everybody can benefit from. Am I wrong? No, absolutely. And to, and to your point, um, I mean, that's why I call it present and position so you profit or present and, and you know, persuade. Like, how do you present yourself in a way that's unforgettable at the first point of contact when you meet somebody? How do you present yourself in a way online with the right marketing message that, again, you know, clarifies who you are, what you do? and what problem you solve, uh, you can help people solve. And when you can articulately, in 10 seconds or less, get someone's attention by saying, hi, my name is, right? Well, Elliot, what do you do? Well, I, I do podcasts. No, you don't. You know, uh, I, I, I empower audiences worldwide to get exposed to some of the top talent in the world of business, right? Uh, um, you know, allowing people to X, Y, and Z. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of lost my train of thought, but do you understand what I'm saying? Like you just don't do a podcast, mm -hmm. right? You, you empower people to get exposure to the top thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and sales professionals in the world so they can better themselves to drive more revenue. Like I'm just making that up, but that's what you do. Or you empower people to, you know, shift their, their, their mindset so they can activate, acquire and achieve success by listening to the top thought leaders and, and um, you know, business professionals in the country or something of that nature, right? To just say I do podcasts is, you know, Generic. Everyone does podcasts. So what makes you unique? What's your differentiator where people go, oh, wow. How do you get them to want what you have versus you having to convince them that you have what they need? Right. That is, I mean, just the fact that you just spun that up was already, you know, exponentially better than, you know, I think what, what anybody says about themselves. So there's, I, so I need to circle back to that. Um, but I have a, a several questions now off of that. Um, but that, that first, the, the, your, your first point was, um, grabbing somebody's attention in that first 10 seconds. Now this, and you can share as much as you want. Cause I know this is probably part of your, your program and what you teach, but I think anybody who's listening to this podcast is going to want to know how, what, what, what they could do in that first 10 seconds, just as a quick like three, do you have three tips or, or a tip that, that you could, that somebody could benefit from? So, so whether you're in business, whether you're looking for a job, whether you're looking for a significant other, whether you're looking to sell a product and service, right? You need to engage in the art of human connection. Would you agree? hundred percent. Okay. So you, you have to engage with people. So when you wake up, your first intention should be to get attention, right? I have to get attention today. Well, how do you get attention? That means you need to interact with people. You need to say, 
here I am, right? This is my name, this is what I do, this is what problem I help people solve. And I'm being redundant for a reason because people complicate it, but it's not complicated, mm -hmm. right? It's like newspaper business. You knock enough doors, eventually someone's gonna say, yes, I want the paper. You knock enough doors and build value and get people's attention and tell them why they should have the paper or what's in the paper or how they could save money in the coupon set, right? So you have to, you have to interact. So having a power presentation is key. Like I just got off the phone with the guy that sells insurance. I said, what do you do? He goes, oh, I sell insurance. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't. You don't sell insurance because insurance isn't sexy. And I've got an insurance man, same insurance man for the past 15 years. So I'm going to dismiss you. So what he should have said to me is, you know, I empower people to protect um, their most precious assets and the things that they love most. And I save them money in the process. Right. You know, well, well how do you do that? Well, I, analyze, I help you analyze, assess and achieve. Well, what do you mean? Well, if you come to my office, I want you to bring your existing insurance policies and I'm going to do a complete analysis on exactly what your needs are. Are you married? Are you, do you understand? And then we're going to assess the right product for you based upon what you can afford and coverage, right? And ultimately when you leave, you're going to leave with achieving a peace of mind, knowing that you and your loved ones are going to be taken care of in the case of your death or an accident or a health issue. It's a completely different conversation. And if, if you have your power presentation down, like for example, one of the things I do is I work with a lot of speakers and trainers to help them create online training programs. So depending on uh, what arenas I'm in, right? If I'm at a, a conference and I know there's a lot of speakers and coaches there and someone asks me what I do, well, my power presentation might be, I empower speakers, trainers, and subject matter experts, just like you, Elliot, to monetize your content online worldwide, guaranteed through my three-step process. Well, if you don't come back to me after that and say, well, what's your three-step process or how do you do that? I'm dismissing you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You understand now you're... You're not fighting for it. Right. You're a suspect now, not a prospect. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean I can't have a conversation or what have you, but I'm just saying, right, the majority of us that wake up in the morning, whatever your intention is, you're looking for a significant other, right? You approach a female. Hi, my name is Charlie. Blah, blah, blah. What do you do? What do you do? Oh, I, I'm, I'm home with my two kids and I take care of my husband. Well, right, prospect or, or, or suspect. So that's what I'm saying. If you have the right power presentation, not only can you get attention and get people involved in the sales process without, uh, without any type of fear or intimidation on the other person's part, as far as them feeling that way, but you can also sort, sift, and separate prospects from suspects and not waste your time with somebody trying to sell them a service that they have you know, no interest in, but meanwhile, you're gonna to try to go down that that rabbit hole or down that street and, and, and you're chasing the ghost. hundred percent. So I want to circle back. Um, something you've said now several times is to wake up with more intention. And this is going to start to kind of facilitate more into the, the life philosophy of a lot of what we try to uncover on this podcast or, or just how people live their life. And, you know, you, you keep saying wake up with more intention, but I, 
I'm going to go out on a limb here and say most of us wake up with zero intention for the day. So what, what are your thoughts on that? Do you, do you have any like I, I, thoughts? Yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, you know, especially what's going on with the whole pandemic thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I, I know a lot of high level people, myself in, included in, in uh, this whole pandemic thing, not only affected people, um, you know, financially, physically, emotionally, but, you know, across the board and, you know, waking up with the best intention at this point in time, I think is tougher than ever. It was tough pre COVID, right. Mm -hmm. But, but post COVID um, it's even, it's even tougher. So, you know, it, it's like anything else. Um, it's, it's mindset, it's repetition and it's intention. So if, you know, if you're, if your intention is to go out and, and you're unemployed right now, well, then again, who are you? What are your strengths? What are your attributes? And, you know, what do you want to go out there and do? Now, maybe a lot of people are saying, well, I don't, you know, I may not have a choice. Okay, granted, then how do you, you know, how do you activate your brain, right, to trigger how do, how do you have the right self-talk? How do you say the right words to yourself that trigger the right pictures of the future that you want, right? That triggers um, the right emotions for you to get out of bed. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right? So, so again, myself, myself included, I mean, there was many a day, right? I, I was, you know, prior to the COVID thing, I had like, six different speaking gigs over the course of like six weeks. And, you know, every facet of my business was firing in all cylinders. And then like many people it stopped, right? My son in the whole class of 2020 didn't graduate, right? Didn't have a graduation. They didn't have prom kids that graduated or young, you know, young people that graduated from college, right? Didn't get to graduate, uh, graduate. My one friend's son graduated from, you know, Berkeley school of music. You worked that hard. You, you know, it's just those little milestones, in your life so to so to answer your your question you 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 have to talk to yourself utilizing the right words with your self talk that's something that i continue to work on because i'm an atypical personality and if i go out to achieve a goal and i'm not achieving it i'm harder on myself than i am any, you know anybody else you know, and I'll go home and my wife will say, you know, what's the matter? Oh, nothing, honey, I'm good. Well, she knows me like a book, right? <laughs> I'm at the table. I'm not in the present moment, right? And, 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 and I'm eating and I'm thinking about how did I screw up that sales uh -huh. presentation or did I say something on that pod? Do you understand? Uh -huh. So I think your intention, your intention will help you focus on getting attention, Right or what you focus on or put uh, your attention towards will ultimately help that particular, you know, goal, mission, objective of your day mm -hmm. come to fruition more than, than, than not if, you know, again, you're saying the right words that trigger the right pictures, that trigger the right emotions, then, then you'll be more apt to take an action step. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so to, 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 to go on to the, the self-talk, because again, you know, this is kind of where I think a lot of people struggle with having intention every day. 
you know, can almost know for a fact everybody struggles with self-talk. We some of us are harder on each on ourselves than than other people are, but we pretty much all live in this negative self-talk world. Um, do you have? Did, did were you ever really like just constantly negative on yourself, and how did that affect you? Yeah. Yes, and 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 still am. Really? And, and, yeah. Anybody out there? Now, again, not to the level that that I was, mm-hmm. right? But there's some, you know, there's some people that, you know, um, uh, that I listened to and mentor under, like uh, one guy that I've been listening to right now who teaches this specifically is a guy by the name of Dr. Dr. Joe Dispenza, right? Well, my morning routine now is I get up with a tap on my shoulder and I believe God wakes me up because I set no alarm clock, right? <laughs> and it doesn't matter what time I go to bed, it's like, okay, get up. So some window between quarter to four, four o'clock, I'm up. I get up, right? I'm listening to something positive. I'm meditating. I'm praying. And then I will walk three miles. And then I'll come home and I'll check my, my emails and do my business. And then I go to the gym and then I come home and shower and then I go to the office. So before I get to the office, I'm already in four or five hours, mm-hmm. right? But, that, but that's, my, that's my time for me, right? Where, where I get to have as much positive self-talk uh-huh. as I can because by the time you get out in the world, right, and you're in traffic or you're getting rejected or, you know, uh, Today, two people actually reached out to me by email and requested my time. One guy didn't have the courtesy to cancel. Lovely. Right? And then one guy did have the courtesy to say, hey, I I can't make it. Well, again, I'm busy. I could have two other people Mm -hmm. in those slots. Well, now, right? It's, I don't want to call it negative stuff, but frustration, right? Mm-hmm. I go, oh, man, I could have had Elliot in that slot and Elliot needed X, Y, and Z, or I could have closed that, right? So it's, it's, it's the buildup of the daily process. So by the time you get home, you're ready to go on tilt, <laughs> right? So um, by me doing that, it, 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 it really helps me. And getting back to Joe Dispenza, I was listening to him this morning. He even, you know, he teaches this stuff and he's the master at it. And he says, it even happens to him because we're, 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 we're all human. That's never going to go away. So mm-hmm. the whole thing is, is, you know, to his point, how do you visit it? Mm-hmm. Right. Go through it, take 30, 60 seconds. And then, you know, and then, and then you got to move forward, but it's, it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, building a muscle or, or, or mastering a craft or becoming at doing, you know, becoming good at doing podcasts, right. You, you need to work at it, you know, every day and every day gets a little bit better. And then, you know, maybe you're on a podcast sharing it with somebody and by sharing it, you're becoming that much more better at it uh, yourself. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, no, it's, um, I, I love that you take this, this long morning for yourself. Um, you know, I think most of us, and maybe, that, maybe that's one of the key problems is most of us, you know, we wake up, we start working our work day, you know, for most of us, we're not, you know, we're not entrepreneurs, we don't own our own business. And so our our day is dictated by somebody else, for the most part. But I disagree with that. Okay. There's a misnomer. Because you do own your own business. Right. You yourself are a business. 
Right. And that, and that is, that is a big disconnect. So, you know what I'm saying? Like if you're a, a retail clerk, someone is paying you for that service. Now you happen to be on their payroll, right? So you're going to get, you know, a check at the end of the week, they're going to take the taxes out and you're going to get uh, a W2 at the end of the year and maybe a Christmas card from the company. Mm-hmm. But let's say you're a consultant. Now you're 1099, you go out and get a license. What do you do? Well, you go into stores and they pay you three months at a time to go in to be a retail clerk. Now that's your customer. Mm. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Now that's your business. Now maybe you have three different you know, companies where you go into their retail store and you clerk for them three days out of every week for 20 hours. Well, now you got three clients right? That you're working 60 hours a week, that you're billing at X amount. That's your business. So people don't, people don't understand that, right? That, that is your business. Whoever you're working for is your client. And if you don't like working for that client, then you should leave and go find something or a client that you do like providing your, ser- your services for. But yeah, even, even my kids, when they were you know, little, they'd get out of the car to go to school and they'd come back in you know, with homework and I'd say, okay, well, you know, right now going to school, I don't want to do my homework. Well, right now that's your business. That's your business. Your business is to go and get educated so you can give back to the community after you've been educated and schooled in some way, shape or form. Right, whether it's that retail clerk, whether it's you being a doctor, a lawyer, or a stay-at-home mom or, or dad, it does it doesn't matter. So, big disconnect. But if people took that that, that approach, they they would see themselves take quantum leap uh, leaps in their lives, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, and and have a lot more doors and opportunities open up for them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the game at the end of the day is it, it's so mental. You know, we've obviously we talked about self-talk, you know, negative self-talk. We've talked about having, you know, your own personal time and, and now shifting the way you focus on uh, or how you perceive yourself as, as a business and not just, you know, an employee of somebody else. I mean, it's the, so far, everything we've talked about is just a pure mental game that you're basically playing with yourself day in and day out. No question. Did you, was there a point in your life where that shifted significantly for you? Do you remember? You know, I don't know. I think life is like a roller coaster, <laughs> right? And, and I've identified certain periods in my life where I've been very focused, uh, goal-driven, coming from a place of good intention. And, you know, I'll give you an example. I, I had an event in February. I never did my own event, right? I'm at other people's events, speaking at their events or, or whatever. Well, <clears throat> I'm like, shit, I'm just going to do my own event. So literally with, I want to say no social media because I maybe spent $50 on social media and maybe a hundred bucks. Like, I, and I did it as a favor to this young kid that said, let me run some ads for you. But uh-huh just through networking and you know me doing what i do shaking hands and making calls i put 200 people wow well i didn't think i was going to do it like from the feedback i was getting 
I just continued to work with the best intention, right? I just kept going and I would go to networking events and get involved with different groups. And lo and behold, like in less than two months, I have this event and 200 people show up and we literally had to add chairs to the room. And I'm just using this as an example. Mm -hmm. But I saw all of my habits and my commitment, right? And me getting up off the couch after a 14 hour day mm -hmm. to go to a networking event that started at eight o'clock to 10 o'clock at night, right? A late cocktail party or whatever. And that happens and you, and you kind of see a shift. You're like, wow, everything I did, even when I thought the negative self-talk, right? Man, I don't know if 50 people are going to show up, mm -hmm. right? It was better. I exceeded my own expectations. And more importantly, I exceeded the people's expectations that came to my event. Now, that being said, when you drift, right, when, when, when things aren't going that good or I don't get up at four and, and pray or meditate or I don't go for a walk and I miss a day and then I miss another day, right, and then, you know, I'll, 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 I'll go eat uh, three egg McMuffins. Not that I ever do that. <laughs> but you understand? You, you, you start to drift, right? Now I gained five pounds. Now I'm not walking. Oh, man, my pants don't fit me anyway. Oh, let's go and have a pizza. And I'm just using this as an example. But what I'm saying is when you, when you drift, or you get rid of those little disciplines, then I think that's when you, how, what word am I looking for? You, when you drift and you stop with the daily disciplines, all of a sudden you're so far off course and then you look in the mirror and that negative self-talk starts to happen mm -hmm. again and then you reflect back to say well what happened when i was doing this you know i had you know and i'm just throwing numbers out fictitious like you know i had you know i was doing 20 deals a month and i had 200 people that showed up for my event and i was on planes and trains you know seven days a week and Right. So now you're thinking about what you had and where you're at and you're looking. So I hope that makes sense to people. But, you, you know, you have to stay the course. And I'm talking to you and I'm talking to your audience. But here's the reality. I'm talking to, to myself. <laughs> right. And if you don't think that every other you know, person on the planet, even people that are at a high level or that are influencers aren't having those conversations. You're kidding yourself. I mean, how? How do so many of these these successful celebrities or uh, you know politicians or influencers? You're like, man, that guy did what? You know, mm -hmm. that guy, you know, committed suicide or that guy did X Y Z. Like, right? How does that happen? Well, to your point, I think it's that you start to drift. It's a negative self talk and and, and mindsets everything. Yeah. No, absolutely. And that's where, like, I think that's where the internet, you know, obviously there's a lot of negative that can come out of the internet. We all know it, social media, there's, it's a tough place to be for anybody. But I think what the internet has done, whether, you know, five years ago it was blog writing, right now it's podcasting, but it's really humanized the high level achievers. You hear, you know, the founder of Tom's on a podcast or Hugh Jackman on a podcast, and they talk about the littlest things that make them nervous or their insecurities. And it really, I think if you pay attention and you listen, um, it really helps you 
be more comfortable and confident in who you are or the little insecurities that you might have because now you're realizing that these people that you idolize also have the exact same insecurities that you have. They just don't drift, like you said. Or maybe they drift and they catch it for in 30 seconds. Right. Yeah, no question. So so I, I have two 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 parts or two questions to, to what you were previously talking about. So one is I'm gonna start with the drifting. Is there something that you do where if you catch yourself drift for a day or two days, or maybe it's only a few hours, is there something, is there an action that you take to get yourself back on track? Well, well, yeah, for me, you know, for me, the, the action is doing exactly what I told you that I'm doing, right? I, I know that if I get up early and I, I take those action steps that I am a better overall individual, better, better individual to myself, right? What I'm saying, how I'm feeling to my wife, to my family, to the, to the people around me, right? I'm, I'm putting out better energy. Right. And, and, and everything is energy and I'm no expert and that's a deeper conversation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? You uh-huh. can tell someone's in a good mood. Someone's in a bad mood. That guy gave me a bad vibe. Why do, why do people say that? Well, because there's vibrations. So that being said, um, I try to be more cognizant. Like just before I got off this podcast, I was on, I was on a call. Two calls with the guy, the guy all of a sudden said to me, well, you know, let, let me, let me think about it. I'll call you tomorrow. So was very frustrated. Like call about what everybody wants to put stuff off till tomorrow, till tomorrow, till tomorrow. Like what's, what's going to change. So, you know, I'm going to get on now and, and be, be on a podcast. Okay. So I literally had a change and shift my mindset to be in the present and that's gone. If it's a deal, you know, I'll follow up with the guy tomorrow. And if, it, if it's a deal, if it's a deal, if it's not, it's not. But we're all human. Um, you know, emotions are what make us, you know, passionate. But emotions uh, also become um, and are a, a huge weakness with us as humans and, and in our decision-making um, process, mm-hmm. right? You know, what, what, why do people drink? Well, they're drinking to numb an emotion. Why do they do drugs? Why do people, you know, have uh, argument, go home and start arguments, right? It's, it's, they're in a negative mindset and, and they're looking to upset somebody else because it's going to make them feel better. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, to, to answer your question, I just try to stay in my daily routine. And if it does happen, I try to be cognizant of it to say up, stop, take a breath, right? Um, walk away from the situation and, and, and regroup. And it's not, and it's not easy to do. And, you know, it still happens to me (laughs) on the regular, depending on where I'm at, you know, in my day, my wife is the best because she knows me, you know, better than I know myself and she'll come up and, you know, give me a little reality check. And I'm like, thanks, honey. I, you know, I, I love you. So I think whoever, whoever says that, you know, they're, 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 they're living in a, uh, a perfect mindset. I, I honestly don't know that that exists. Uh, no, I probably second. I would have to agree with you on that. That's a challenging space. Um, I love that you said 
you had to be in the present of going from that call to, you know, this podcast. Um, I was just having a, a conversation with a friend um, a couple of days ago, and she was talking about how one thing she's really working on is intentional transitions. And it was being very intentional transitioning from, you know, one work project to maybe a work phone call to, you know, maybe a client call, just, you know, setting this actually writing out the intention of shifting your mindset to what's about to come. Um, and I thought it was just extremely powerful. I never heard of it. I never heard really anybody talk about it like that before. And then now that I've just heard you say it, um, it's just a really interesting concept. And I don't think a lot of us do that. You know, we drag most of the things from the day around with us all day long. Right. Yeah. Quite interesting. Um, the other part that I wanted to come back to on that previous comment was you, you said this was your first show uh, or the first, the first event that you had hosted yourself. Mm -hmm. So obviously that's where I kind of want to get into um, maybe kind of like the decision-making process. Uh, was this, was the, the, was this show something you've thought about for a long time and just it kind of, it, was, it wasn't a show. I had or an event. It, yeah, it was an event, uh, uh, you know, call it a business event, a self-help mm -hmm. event. I mean, what my goal was, was to bring local people here in Las Vegas, business owners, entrepreneurs, sales professionals into a, a space where, you know, people can collaborate. And then my objective was to you know teach them how to present and position so they profit mm -hmm. right so um, uh, I brought in another another speaker but I promoted the entire event myself and and honestly I did it because as I was trying to get uh, more speaking gigs myself you know I was getting frustrated. And I said, why don't I just do, you know, why don't you need to go speak at other people's events? Why do I need to get on a plane? So I, I said, let me just do my own event, which, um, which I did. And initially, right, there's that fear of, you know, is anybody going to show up? So not only, you know, not only, which really wasn't a big concern for me, not only was it, you know, the financial concern, which again, it was really, you know, Although it was substantial, it wasn't a big deal for me. Like that wasn't a point of contention, but you know, you're laying out money for rooms and, and AV equipment and uh, you know, banners and, and then having to do all the work that goes with it and design it and you know, meet with the, the planning people at the hotel, finding a location. I mean, it's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. um, so as you're going you know, through this process, plus you're trying to run all the other aspects of your life and your business and family and, and, and what have you, um, you know, it's, it's, it's stressful, but once I made the decision to do it, it was like, it took on a life of its own. And uh, the crazy thing, Elliot, is the 200 people that I thought were going to be in the room, which was my warm market, Right. I've been, I've been in Las Vegas for 34 years. So I'm thinking, you know, all the contractor people I know, all the real estate people I know. It was crazy because I'd say 70 to 80% of the audience was people that didn't even know me until I reached out to them or someone referred them to me or invited them to the event. So it just goes to show you once you start taking 
action and you're fully committed and you're coming from a place of, of, of good intention, um, you know, it sounds, uh, what word am I looking for? Uh, you know, mystic, uh-huh. but, 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 but that energy, right. The universe does take over and, 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 and that whole law of attraction, um, scenario concept, you know, whatever you want to call it does, does come into effect. And that, and that was my experience. So there was just a lot of things that went on, um, you know, people I met that, that I really can't explain it. Just, everything just started falling into place. And I love that you said that once you, once you made the decision, things kind of just took off on their own. You know, I think a lot of us get stuck in that. I have an idea, but I'm not going to fully commit to it. Like we, it's like we almost talk ourselves out of it. Have you ever gotten, gotten yourself into that scenario? Yeah, I go on diets every, every <laughs> <laughs> No, but right. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's the same, it's, it's the same thing, but, but conceptually it's the same thing but for you know for me there's certain um there's certain levels of of commitments and although commitment the word itself which i talk about in my book right the word commitment is is just that like you're you're all in you're fully committed there's no there's no doubts there's no going back there's no there's no maybes um but when i make a a business commitment or i make a you know a commitment to my wife or, or my kids, like that's it. Where where I'll fall short is maybe if I make a personal commitment to say like, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to go home and have a that piece of apple pie that they have a piece of the pie that's on the counter, right? I go home. What do I do? And and and, and it's a form of of uh, the drift. But if I commit, you know, uh, on a business level or, or what have you, like I'll work round the clock or do what I, or do what I need to do to make it happen. Yeah. So it's really just owning that decision. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so I want to touch, um, kind of as we, we gear towards, towards the, the last, you know, few questions. Um, I want to touch, you know, the rest of this on kind of regret or decision-making, um, you know, you're, you're pretty, it sounds like you were pretty entrepreneurial since you were a kid and you kind of have been your whole life. Um, so I know a lot of people, their regret is typically like always working for somebody else. You've kind of touched on how, you know, you're technically always working for yourself, but is there anything from earlier in your life that you still regret today? Uh, yes. And I'm not going to talk about it. Okay. Not because I'm ashamed of it. Right. But that's something that I'm learning. Right. You go, you go back and you talk about those regrets, no matter how big or small. Right. What I'm learning is that triggers a picture in your mind that releases a chemical in your brain and your brain doesn't really know. Your mind doesn't really know if it's in real time or in past time. Mm. Do you understand? So all those emotions, as you're sitting here asking me that question, right, are still going through my, my subconscious, and that's where that self-talk mm-hmm. starts, right? So that's what I continue to work on on a daily basis. Why do I work on a daily basis? Because, again, if you start drifting and getting into that negative mindset, um, uh, 
you know, little things growing up, like something would happen to my dad and he'd say, oh, it could only happen to me. Right? I grew up saying it. It can only happen. That's a tip. It's, it's not, you know what I'm saying? Now, if it's positive. <laughs> Great. Just hit the lottery. It can only happen to me. Just met, you know, just met a beautiful girl. She wants to, it can only happen to me. Uh-huh. Right? But, but, you know, you step in a, in a, in a, in a you know, a puddle and ruin your new parish, whatever. Mm. But, but those, those things, right. Those words, that's why I don't even like to, to, um, to recap, but here's, here's what I will say. Fear and regret are the twin thieves of time for sure. Mm. I heard a friend of mine say that years ago and it stuck with me. Fear and regret are the twin themes of time. Now, that being said, do I go back, you know, and visit that stuff? Yeah, I tend to go back and regret stuff that till this point in life, I still may not have mastered. Does that make sense? So um, when you're really not good at something or you're striving to be better at something, whether it's, you know, a hobby or, uh, you know, learning how to sell or write a book, right? And, And you tend to get frustrated. I think that's when you look back on the journey and say, oh, wow, you know, I'm suffering now. Had I only stayed in school, I could have been a dentist and I wouldn't have to be worried about this. Mm-hmm. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Like you, you, you tend to go back and say, Oh, if I only would have done this, which you didn't. Right. Right. You're here now. And again, I, I do it, you know, like, uh, you know, you make an investment. Oh, you know, you buy, a, <laughs> Oh, if I only would have like, you know, so I, I, I just try, I just try my best. And that's something that again, I continually work at it a daily basis. You bought it, you won, great, celebrate the win. You lost, okay, visit, you know, visit, visit, you know, visit the loss and move on. And that's relevant, you know, in anything. If you're playing, if you're playing, you know, uh, uh, sports in school, if you're playing it as a pro, like how do you, you know, how do you, how do you celebrate the wins and and minimize, minimize the loss and and keep your brain on an an even keel so you can move forward? Mm Mm-hmm. I love I love that quote that that you said, and you know I, I love that answer because, you know I think that's obviously one of the the more important parts. You know, there's a lot of people that you could say, is there anything that you regret in life? And they can list off like hundreds of things they regret so much. But I think it's more powerful when somebody says, yes, likely there are, but I'm cho- I'm choosing not to think of it that way anymore. I'm choosing to 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 run a different route in my mind because that's the positive way to, to, to look at it, to move forward and to not let it suck your time. Like you said. Now, if you were going to ask me if you had to do it all over again, <laughs> if you do it differently. Right. Um, I mean, there's definitely uh, some things that, that, you know, I would have done differently. Mm-hmm. Like with the acumen that I have, I think I would have definitely looked at different industries that had uh, serious longevity and residual income, right? Like I just got off off the phone earlier today 
with a guy I work, I work and consult with a lot of people that are in the insurance industry, not a sexy industry, mm. right? But if you're a millennial out there, if you can go out and get good at that industry, right? You're, you're, you're moving money. You want to sell calculators, you're moving money. How much are the calculators? 10 bucks. I need 10,000 of them. There's 10,000 bucks. You're moving money. You're selling water. How much you want? 10,000 bucks. Does it matter whether I sell? Oh, again, you got to like the product and service, right? Mm -hmm. But the difference when you get into that type of residual based business and you're, and you know, and you're empowering people to protect the things that they love. <laughs> there you go. Most, and you're saving them money in the process is it's a residual income. Mm -hmm. So now you can be a solopreneur or, or an intrapreneur, right? You're essentially working for, for yourself, so to speak, right? You may be employed with a, with a company or maybe you're working as, a, as a, uh, an independent or a contra an independent contractor for an insurance agency, but there's essentially no limit on what you can earn. You're not tied down and you're building a book of business that just pays you you know, mm -hmm. month in, month out, year in, year out. And it's pretty much a recession proof industry. So, mm -hmm. you know, looking, looking back, if I had to do it all over again, that's, I, I would probably really consider entering into that industry because it's not, it's not going anywhere. And although people, you know, buy policies online and whatnot, there's still so many facets of that business where, you know, human connection is still going to be necessary. So, that's one thing that, 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 that I might, if I went back, mm -hmm. I, I, I may have taken that path. Yeah. No, it's funny you say because that actually is, that would, that would have been a follow-up question, but you beat me to it. So congrats. Thank you. Um, where did I, there was something that I needed to ask you. Um, Oh, that's right. So part of what um, part of what I really love to, to, to think about is, uh, you know, kind of following your gut, making like really gut instinct decisions, you know, mm -hmm. it's a, your gut and your mind are two totally different languages. Um, and it always feels so good when you do follow your gut, like when you really make that decision. So do you have any hell yes moments, moments where they were just 100% I'm all in because you could just like feel it. And how did you make that decision? And you probably should say marrying your wife, but I'm yeah, just throwing well, that out there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not to be, uh, what word am I looking for? Not to be cute or melancholy or whatever word you want to use. I don't know if that's the right word, but I was all in when I met my wife. Hmm. How and long I, did it take you to know? I think I bought her a ring. In the first six weeks we were together. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. She was a lot younger than me too, which um, was crazy. And, and uh, yeah, we're still together and I never second guessed the decision. That's amazing. And I had been, when I was with her, I was in another relationship. So I had, you know, I was 29 years old when I met her and I had been in, in different um, relationships and never even had an intention Mm -hmm. getting married and a couple of gals that I dated were really good girls. And, and, you know, one in particular, my family was like, well, why didn't you, you know, <laughs> you know, you're not with her and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, she, she loved my family and she was good to me. And, but, you know, one ounce of doubt you're out. You know, I, I, I believe that, um, wholeheartedly, especially if, if you're talking about a, a, a relationship, 
but yeah, I met my wife. Um, we got engaged and uh, we've been together 25 years. Love that. Congrats. I mean, that's, that's, uh, you know, you hear about that. I, well, I can't say I hear about it a lot, but I hear about it sometimes, you know, when somebody just like meets and it clicks and, you know, they're engaged in a couple of weeks or they're married in a month. And, you know, sometimes you're like, are you sure that's normal? But, you know, when you know, you know. Yeah, well, you know, my mentor told me when your personal goals equal your business goals and your business goals equal your personal goals, you know, now that's key. And I actually talk about that. There's a chapter in my book where I talk about just that and use, and use that example. Um, you know, my nephew back east, this is going back maybe three, four years now, um, was going out with this girl. Like it was another year and a half, two years. And I'm like, hey, man, you know, how, how's she doing? Oh, she's, you know, she's good. She's okay. And I'm like, what? I'm like, well, you know, do you love her? Well, yeah, you know, I love her. I go, but are you in love with her? Like, <laughs> like now you're just, now you're just burning time, right? Now uh -huh. you're really not coming from a place of good intention because emotionally you're involved and you don't want to hurt the other person, but you're, you know, you're, you're, you're actually hurting them more than um, you anticipated because you're not being honest to yourself. Right. Right. That, that whole self-talk and uh, you're not being honest to them, but yeah, I would venture to say that was, um, that was a decision where, um, where I was all in and, and, and she's been my biggest asset because she, she checks me, you know, and has more faith in me than, <laughs> than I have in myself. So that's huge. When Love you have another that, that supports you. Mm -hmm. No, tremendous. Um, very final question. So ask it at the end of every podcast and it's, you kind of already answered this on the insurance side. So, so maybe kind of shift towards of, um, a very personal or like a mental shift. But the question is, uh, what's the message you'd give your younger self knowing what you know today? Um, I would say stay the course. Mm -hmm. uh, there was opportunities um, that I had that I didn't pursue because other opportunities came up and I was like, well, you know, I could probably do better in that opportunity and, you know, make more money or have a better financial career. But, you know, anything worth doing is worth doing poorly until you could do it well. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've heard that, right? Mm -hmm. And, when you say poorly, what that means to me uh, now, right, I'm, I'm 54 years old, is not just doing the job poorly on a performance basis, right, but you're doing the job poorly. Maybe you're not making the money that you should be making at that particular time. So because growing up, I watched my dad make a ton of money and we had everything. And then I watched him lose everything. And then my family, you know, my parents got divorced, you know, 12, 13, 14. I, you know, you, you have that, uh, fear of failure, the fear of not being financially secure. Right. Um, so that stayed with me. And sometimes I made decisions for money and not money from a standpoint of greed or wanting the, you know, the fancy car or the Rolex watch or, or whatever, right? But it's like, I can do that to get ahead. And had I pursued 
what I was really um, passionate about and had done it poorly. Not that it was poor performance, but right. I wasn't, you know, making the money. Mm -hmm. I, 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 Potentially, and again, not looking back, but I, I, I think I would have, uh, I would have taken a different path, but I didn't, and I, and I'm here, and I'm, you know, thank God I'm blessed. I'm happy. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to open a can of pork and beans or uh, a can of soup tonight. I'll, I'll I'll eat good. Thank God, and and I've been able to give my family, you know, a way above average. Uh, living and, and the skills that I've developed really um, looking back to now have allowed me to really go into pretty much any industry or any business and be an asset because my skills allow me to generate revenue for, for my own business, for, for other businesses, for companies, you know, whether I'm consulting or coaching or literally physically going into a, a, a business and helping them market, sell, or promote their products or services, you know, those skills will never get antiquated or, or go out of style. So I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that I, that I had, you know, the mentors and the ability to, to learn and, 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 and implement and, and get to where I'm at because yeah. of those skills. Created a life or the ability to live a life of freedom. Correct. Okay. Or, you know, like a, a life by, 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 by choice or, or, or design. So, mm -hmm. You know, if anything, your audience listening, getting back to where we started, when you when you can when you can have the skills to present and position yourself, right? When you can have the skills to connect um, and convey, you'll collect, right? How do you connect with another individual? How do you connect with an audience? Well, it's by the words that that you say. Um, when, how do you convey your message? Right. What's your what's your marketing message? Who are you? What do you do? Right. Going back to the beginning. And then when you when you can do that effectively, you'll you'll connect with people, you'll collect dollars, you'll build relationships that turn into revenue relationships or personal relationships, you know, finding again that right person, that significant other. So if I could leave your audience with anything, no matter what what you're doing in life, even if you want to go out and get an interview you know how do you how do you shake a hand tell people your name and again say it say, say it from a position of, of strength to where within 10 seconds you know they want what what you have and you don't have to convince them that you you have what they need no that's that's fantastic answer um so you 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 have a book you have your business you do some type of training, fill, fill me in on everything that you have. So past eight, nine years, I've helped speakers and trainers and subject matter experts create online training programs. So I've acquired clients through the techniques and strategies that I just shared with you. <laughs> Literally, you know, what I'll call old school, right? You know, knocking doors, sending an email, picking up the phone. So I've acquired clients like Tony Robbins, Les Brown's my client. John Taffer from the show Bar Rescue, um, Eric Thomas. I mean, I don't know if you know mm -hmm. um, these names. All of them. Um, I've worked with a lot of big direct sales companies that literally have, you know, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of sales reps, distributors mm -hmm. worldwide. And I help them create um, online training, onboarding training, hmm. make sure that when their people, you know, when the people join the company, they know 
you know, how to um, present, again, position mm -hmm. themselves, right? And how do they get to the next corporate position? So I've been doing that for the past nine years. Three years ago, I started getting asked to speak at events just because I'd been in that world. Uh, I wrote a book called Expose and Close that, again, is simple tips, strategies, and techniques to activate, acquire, and achieve success. And I talk about the whole art of presentation, the whole part of branding yourself, you know, the power of your name, shaking a hand. Everybody should know your name. And I, and I wrote the book very simplistically by design. So each chapter is, you know, one page to maybe four or five pages mm. because I wanted people to be able to read it mm -hmm. that maybe weren't sales professionals, but knew they had to up their, you know, their, their sales game or their persuasiveness. They could read it, go out into the world, and implement it. Hmm. Like, you want to know a million dollar question? Of course. Here's a million dollar question. Hi, my name's Charlie. What's your name? What's your name? My name's Elliot. Elliot, nice to meet you. What do you do? I host okay. podcasts. It happens every day, but mm -hmm. if you just went out and asked five people a day their name, right, and exchanged that 10 second conversation, there's going to be an opportunity in there, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? Five times a day, you take two weeks off, you take weekends off. That's what 200 and you know, whatever it's uh, what five uh, 23 people. Let's call it 20 people yeah. a month. You got about 250 contacts yeah. a year just by taking advantage of the organic opportunities that, that are right around you. Yeah. So all that being said, that's what the book is about. And then I created an online program because I'm in that space and I've been doing it for other speakers and trainers, I created my own. So if people go to exposeandclose.com, just like it sounds E-X-P-O-S-E-A-N-D-C-L-O-S-E, exposeandclose.com. Um, I actually have a free download there for, for people. It's my 10 no's to the close that they can download for free. And then it'll also present to them what my online training platform is all about. Perfect. And we'll link to everything at the end of the podcast. So that way people have your website, where to buy your book, um, where to go to this expose and close, um, dot com. That way people can access any of your information or contact you if they have any questions. Super. I appreciate it. Cool. Charlie, thank you so much for, for taking the time. Um, super appreciate it and grateful that you uh, took the hour out of your day for this. Thanks for having me, man. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this show. I had a tremendous conversation. I hope you love it as much as I did. We'll keep releasing podcasts typically once a week, probably more, uh, but we just really want to uh, thank you for being here. Make sure to subscribe if you want to stay in touch. Thank you so much and hope you have a wonderful day. Bye.